Welcome back to Love High. My name is Florence Bark and you're listening to another very special episode today because it's actually not a Love High episode. I'm sharing with you an interview that I did on a podcast called Let's Talk About Sex, Jamie. something quite different in topic to anything that I've ever shared on Love High so I hope that you'll find it interesting. In this podcast episode we're actually talking about sex addiction. When we interviewed Jamie a long time ago on Fuck's Given I kind of became aware of relating to the things that he was saying about his sex addiction. This was something that I had never ever thought about in my own personal life before. So in this episode, I'm gonna be discussing with Jamie why I felt that I related to having sex addiction in my early 20s. So if this is something that sounds interesting to you, make sure you continue listening and check out Let's Talk About Sex Jamie for more on all of this juicy stuff. Hey Florence. Hey Jamie. How's it going? Yeah, really well, thank you. Nice. It's a Good. nice morning in LA over here. Yeah, in LA. I was <laughs> saying before we started that you're looking very sunned, very healthy. You've got the LA glow going on. Thank you, thank you. Meanwhile, I've got the like London pasty white going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been out in the sun hiking and doing oh, all those man. LA things. Yeah. God, you're such a you're such a uh, yeah an LA person now. It all makes sense. Yeah, and you're in the valley. I am in the valley. I'm a valley girl. Yeah, you've made it. <laughs> I've made uh, it. <laughs> cool. So I wanted to chat to you about uh, something that you mentioned in passing. And I was like jumping in your yeah. DMs. Like, Florence, we need to talk about this. Um, yes. So I've been on your podcast a couple of times now, um, talking about sex addiction mostly and my experience yeah. with it. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing that I'm always trying to get across is that, you know, even though I um, was, I guess, labeled a sex addict, um, I was struggling with uh, sexual compulsive behavior disorder because uh, technically sex addiction isn't real. Let's not get into that here. Uh, everyone's talking about it already. Um, but I was labeled with that. So I would say that I'm kind of on the extreme end. But the one thing that I learned, and this is what I've been trying to tell people, is that um, there are little kind of signs and triggers along the way that don't necessarily mean you are, a you know, air quote, sex addict but it might mean that you're struggling with your relationship to sex, right? And you yeah. said that you related to some of those things that I brought up. Yeah, because you you did a video for our um, Instagram, yeah. for our Curious Friends. Curious Friends, yeah. And yeah, I think the first time that I spoke to you on our podcast, when you were talking about what sex addiction was, I had never really thought about it in that way before. Mm. And you were talking about how it was kind of more of like something that you do for validation rather Mm. than for just the joy and pleasure of sex. Mm. Um, And I went through a phase in my hmm, 
late teens, probably like from the age of 19 to uh, 22 or 21, um, where I, so I was in a long-term relationship two years and mm-hmm. I ended that relationship because I wanted to have sex with other people. Right. Okay. Um, and then from then I kind of just went all in, all out on going out, like clubbing and then sort of feeling like I needed to pull at the end of every every single night. And that was something that you've mentioned a couple of times now is that kind of scenario. Um, And I honestly did used to feel that I I slept with a lot of people Mm -hmm. in that short space of time. Mm -hmm. Like my number went from like being three to in the forties. Okay. Really making up for lost time. (laughs) Yeah. In those like how many years, three, two years, um, which is, it's a lot of people. Um, I used to go out, uh, get all like dressed up. I would not feel satisfied with my night out if I didn't go home with someone. Mm-hmm. So I was at some points, one of those people that would be in the club right until the end, looking around for like who I could potentially go home with yeah. basically. And yeah. sometimes I'd end up going home with people that I wasn't really even that into yeah. because I just, wanted to have sex but I don't even think it was really about the sex yeah and then I would always leave feeling like oh like why did I do that I don't Mm. really know and then like the next morning you mean yeah I feel just like looking at the person next to me like (laughs) did I really want to sleep with them (laughs) I'm not sure yeah it's interesting that you bring up it, it's not necessarily about the sex. Like, it's not like, you know, because I, I would I would argue that... I pretended it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell yourself <laughs> it is, you know, because sex feels good and it's okay to like things that feel yeah. good. Uh, yeah. So that's the cover. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting that you say that. And do you think that your friends that were out with you maybe noticed this behavior? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because they, they weren't necessarily doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think I was known mm-hmm. as the sexually active one. Yeah. Um, I also, I, I had a very strange relationship with um, a friend in my second year or first and second year of uni. Um, and in my second year, we lived together and mm-hmm. we ended up having this very competitive <laughs> friendship. Um, and part of the competitiveness was to do with sex and the right. people that we slept with. Mm. Um and we would always be trying to one up on each other. Yeah. So like, like in terms of numbers or in terms quality? of numbers, <laughs> right? in terms of numbers. And it'd be like the people that we brought home to our shared house. And like, if she brought someone home, I'd be like, oh, fuck now I need to like <laughs> go out and find someone else. So it was, yeah, that was, that was wild in a completely different way as well. Yeah. Um, See, that sounds that in itself sounds completely detached from sex. Right. Yeah. That's that's just a game and a competition and numbers, which I think yeah. a lot of people know people that, you know, are very not obsessed, but they're very into their number. I'm definitely used to be, I definitely used to be one of those. Yeah. Um, it was actually like read was... the baby question for the first time because I, I had a list of on my phone of everyone that I'd slept with. I and, made a list um, during that time. Yeah, right. And I I, yeah. I personally don't think it's all that unhealthy, but I told Reed about it and she was thought she questioned. She was like, Why do you have a list on your phone with a number next to it? And I was like, Oh shit, yeah, she's right. I should think about this. <laughs> <laughs> why do why is it why is it a numbered list, you know? Yeah, because um, I, I felt for sure that the higher my number was, the more validation I had. 
yeah. and I felt better with myself the higher the number was. Yeah, it and it wasn't like points, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about it feels like points exactly, mm. and it wasn't about how good the sets was, and that's yeah where you need to start questioning it because yeah. if it's not about the quality, it's about the quantity. Then why are you doing it? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I, now you feel like that. I think if I was to go through my list and sort of pick out the ones that I really liked or went for quality, I think it would yeah. be less than half as long. Oh yeah. Maybe. Mine yeah. would be wet, like probably a third, less than third. Really? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So then, so at the time, this obviously didn't seem like a problem to you at all, right? It was just a fun game. Yeah. Do, it was a think, fun game. Yeah. Looking back at now, do you think it was a problem? <laughs> when I yeah, when I look back at it, I feel kind of sorry for myself, mm. which is an interesting way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, because almost I feel a bit sad for myself yeah. because right. I had probably a lot of sex with people that didn't also I feel this is probably a really selfish thing to say, but didn't mm. deserve to be having sex with me either. Mm. And I was just like going out, sort of just giving myself away to all these people that didn't work for it. They didn't like give me anything in return. And yeah. like, I didn't really get anything out of those situations. Yeah. Well, I guess what you got out of them was the extra number and exactly. the, the satisfied night, you know, you got that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I did get laid. So that was a good night. You know, it's yeah. like the way oh we measure it. Yeah. Cause the feeling that I got when I didn't <clears throat> go home with someone after a night out was horrible. Mm. I felt so like, deeply hurt i felt unwanted right I felt so abandoned that's, yeah, and yeah, like... yeah so that's what i wanted to get into because that's mm. where i think me and you connect is that it sounds like it's a validation and if you yeah. didn't get it if you if yeah if you didn't get laid then you felt ugly right yeah. like, like felt you unattractive. yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's that's the scary part i think because i don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with like you know wanting, like you said you got out of a relationship and then you want to have sex with loads of people I yeah. think that's cool. I think that's healthy to an extent, as long as as long as you pursue it in a healthy way. Um, yeah. You know, racking up the numbers is cool. I feel like everyone needs to have a period in their life where they just fuck everyone and just see how it goes. Time. You learn yeah, you <laughs> learn so much from the bad sex, as, you know, and as well. You as do. You do. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah, that's that's valid. But um, yeah, like you say, when you start to pin validation on it and start to feel yeah worse about yourself when it doesn't go so well, that's when it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's always that's always the the kind of that's the message I want to get across because I don't want to I, I did I, I don't mind now but I never wanted to talk about sex addiction like I, I was always like I'm gonna have a sex <laughs> podcast and just leave that bit secret um yeah then I realized that like it's a big probably, thing it's a big deal and it, and it affects loads of people and when I was when I was like you know going through my therapy for it and I would tell my friends mm-hmm. about what they told me so many of them were like oh my god yeah me too you know if I go out looking really good and I'm feeling myself and I don't pull I feel like oh maybe I shouldn't have been feeling myself that much and it's yeah. like, you, know, you don't have to be like, bang, big stamp on your forehead. You are a sex addict. Uh, it's yeah. just like, that is just a bad feeling but, that people can have. Yeah. Why do we need validation through sex? Like, what is yeah. that within ourselves? And I think, you know, a lot of people are like when they're teenagers, when they're in their early twenties, do struggle with self-worth and you haven't, you're not a fully grown human being yet. You're yeah. still trying to find yourself. You're still trying to really like find that confidence. And I think sex is a way that we can kind of lose control of all those things. And you're like, Oh my God, this person really wants me because they're, 
being intimate with me. They're seeing like my full self, my naked self. So that means that they really like me. Mm. Whereas, so I guess that's the ultimate validation because someone likes you, thinks you're attractive enough to see all of you. So yeah. you're most vulnerable which is interesting um, right because i think now we're a bit older and let's let's say wiser um we know <laughs> yeah. that like having sex with someone is quite an easy thing to do whereas yeah. like really liking someone and getting to know someone on a deeper level or a friendship level is way harder for me anyway yeah yeah so yeah you're right like we put a lot of value on on sex like so mm. yeah oh they want me naked so that means they really want me it's like no that's, that's actually the easy part <laughs> yeah and it didn't mean that at all really mm. No. And I mean, because on my half as well, like I'm not going home with them because I really want them. Yeah. I was doing it for completely selfish reasons. Mm. Yeah. So like they were probably doing it in the same kind of way as well, which we don't really yeah. think about either. Mm. Yeah. And I think something that doesn't get spoken about, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this actually, is this like the kind of hollow sex, like sex mm. where you don't necessarily want to know the person you don't want to get to know them you just want to have sex like maybe they're just yeah. hot to you or you know they're just available i feel like that that happening mutually is totally okay and totally yeah. healthy yeah you agree okay yeah yeah so I think you don't like, need are you saying that you don't need like feelings or or do you, you don't need that much attraction <laughs> so when I think back on <laughs> when I think back on the bad when I think back on like the bad side of my sex addiction I think yeah. about all the people that I had sex with that I weren't actually attracted to I, yeah, wasn't attracted to I think I might have pushed myself into some beds that I probably didn't want to be, be in yeah. which is bad to say but um yeah I don't know maybe I should have owned that a bit better but uh <laughs> yeah I don't know no I, I think I think um yeah like we're saying you know we feel like it was bad a bad time for us when we were seeking out that kind of connection but i think there Mm. is a healthy way to do it i think people can have hollow meaningless sex and that's totally cool i still probably do um but um yeah it's more kind of the angle at which you approach it i think like you say you know why are you doing that why are you seeking it out you know what feeling are you actually seeking out here because if it's just sex if if it's just coming that's kind of okay i think yeah if it's about the pleasure and like Mm wanting to feel turned on and like yeah if it's about the pleasure if it's about the actual sex if it's about missing sex and you want to get laid then Mm. yeah I think that's okay it's when it starts tying into your yourself yeah when it starts tying into how you feel about yourself yeah that's problematic bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 
I think it's really interesting to think about it now because I am definitely a different person mm. to like how I was back then. And, you know, at the moment I'm single and I am having sex with people that I don't want a relationship with. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, the last time I had sex was on Sunday and it was with a guy that I've been on a couple of dates with. I knew that it was completely casual. Mm. Um, it was, you know, it was kind of like mutually agreed on that um, <laughs> <was> a contract <laughs> that was going to be like, you know, it was just a casual thing. Um, but I went to his house on Sunday to fuck mm. and then I left. Mm. I didn't sleep over because I just wanted to have sex with him. Yeah. Like I just wanted to, I wanted to actually fuck him. Mm. I wanted to feel the pleasure. I wanted to do the sex cause I enjoy sex. Yeah. But that wasn't about, none of that was about validation for myself in any yeah. kind of way. And I think I'm just so far away from that now. I don't think I feel that way about sex. Yeah. It's different. I don't, I'm trying to think like when that changed. Yeah. Because there was a big turning point for me, obviously when I went and got help for addiction, but it sounds like yeah. yours was probably a more natural, slower process that just happened. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm jealous. <laughs> you know what? I think it it came from being in a like a long term relationship because I went from probably still being in my ways up until the age of twenty three, um, of seeking sex for validation. Um, I don't think I think I I didn't get to a point where I gotten away from that up until this relationship, and then I got into this relationship for four and a half years. And sex changed in that relationship right. because it wasn't the best relationship. It okay. like sex was great at the beginning and then it faded out. Mm. So the way that I related to sex really, really changed. But what's quite funny is that in the relationship when he didn't want to fuck me, because I have a very high libido, I always wanted to have sex, but he didn't really want to have sex. Yeah. When he didn't want to fuck me, it did make me feel bad about myself. Mm. So I guess there was like parts of that old self being then played out and reenacted in this relationship. But I, I've done a lot of therapy since mm. then, actually. Um, and I did used to talk about that kind of stuff with my therapist, but without really knowing what I was talking about. Like, so I didn't right. go to my therapist specifically for those reasons, mm. but all of those things have been addressed I, I actually at the moment have a sex and relationships therapist. Oh, okay. Interesting. So I, I very much, um, have explored that side of myself. Yeah. Um, I was thinking like when I got out of that relationship, I was so like excited to have sex again. Oh, the long, the long relationship. The yeah. One. Yeah. Okay. That it wasn't about me anymore. It was about sex because I hadn't, have, I didn't have any of that sex yeah. for so long that it just, it sort of just turned into sex. You know what? Mm. Probably through doing Come Curious has yeah. been the therapy as well. Mm. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. I think probably getting away from that point is becoming more confident within yourself mm. and like loving yourself and yeah. being just happy with who you are. Yeah. And like being in a place where you're like, 
well, yeah, actually that person wants to fuck me because I'm fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if they want to fuck me just to have sex, well, I want to fuck them just to have sex too. And that's totally yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And just being okay with all of those things. I find yeah. that having, having a sex podcast makes that a weird, unintentionally easier thing. Uh, yes. like the, your kind of communication around sex just becomes so much better. Mm. I never intentionally like wanted to be a better communicator or anything, but talking to people about yeah. sex and realizing that, you know, there are people into all these crazy things that I'm not into and people yeah. that are into things that I am into. It makes you realize, Oh, I can just straight up tell people I want to do this. Like I want to yeah. fuck and I want to go home straight after. Is that cool? Yeah. And sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it's not. It's like, yeah, you accidentally get really good at it. <laughs> this is the therapy. Like yeah. doing the podcast is the therapy. We are, you know, people always say, and my therapist said this to me, we always work on something or we do something with work that we want to work on within ourselves. Right. It's like when people become teachers or, you know, we, if we're, if you're in a profession, especially that helps people, mm. it's always something that you kind of internally need to work on yourself and that's probably why both of us stumbled into this field because we were struggling with like what sex really meant to us um and the validation that we got from it so we were like well actually i'm fucking interested in sex Mm. and i want to understand it deeper so that i can understand it deeper within myself yeah that's really interesting god you're opening up a lot in me now that I haven't thought about. Yeah, you're so right though. I, I, so I was, I was collecting, I, I collected stories for the podcast for two and a half years before I started releasing any. Yeah. Um, and I, so I had this big like backlog and in the middle of that, the last, the last year of that was when I started working through the sex addiction stuff. And yeah. I didn't tell my therapist about the podcast at all. I was like, the last thing I want to do that, she's trying to help me like not have sex as much. And I'm talking <laughs> to people about fucking sex every day. Um, and then eventually it was like a week before it came out The first episode came out And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god I was like, fine, I'm going to tell her And I messaged her And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry But I have a sex podcast I don't know if I should yeah. release it or not I've got all these episodes And she did the same thing your therapist did Was just like, this is fucking great Like, this is yeah. going to be the like biggest healing step you've ever made Because you're going to be owning it, you know Because, yeah. you know, the, the way how the way sex addiction differs to like drug addiction is you're not working towards one day I will never have sex again, you know, in the same way. No, fuck. Yeah. Fuck that. Exactly. You have to, you have to get yourself down to a healthy level. So like hiding from it isn't the answer, you know, Um, you have to face it. And one of the, one of the hardest like exercises I had to do in the sex addiction, like journey was um, sitting with my horniness. So like in the evening, I usually, I usually wank like every night pretty much um yeah, and my too. therapist was like yeah it's like a <laughs> nightly thing now and my therapist was like um try and like not wank and just sit with it and see how it feels and I was like okay yeah that should be easy enough and I did it and it, it gave me like belly ache <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried this Florence you need to try this I hurt it like physically hurt it's different for guys it's different yeah. for guys I because there's like you know you get blue balls if you don't mm if you don't satisfy yourself, it's yeah. slightly different for women. Like it's uncomfortable for sure. Yeah. If I sit there and I'm like, I'm not going to masturbate. Cause I think I've done, I've done it in the past where I was like, oh, I'm not going to masturbate so that I can either save myself for a partner. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be extra good when we see each other or even just, I think I did it once for just like seeing if my toys was doing something to do with my sensitivity down there on my clip. Yeah. Um, it's really hard, but, it, I guess it's like this. It feels like this, like burning sensation. You're just like, <laughs> yeah. 
It's just yeah. like really like the thing is so hard to ignore as well because you're so like focused on that feeling down there. You just have to distract yourself. That's yeah, what I found. You do. Yeah, I, had to, I went for a lot of walks. My step count spiked. Uh, <laughs> so I was like going for a walk at like half past eleven at night. So I got to go outside. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so annoying though. Like I've been so I've been so horny this week, and mm. both of um, my fuck buddies out here just haven't been around right, to have yeah. sex. Yeah. So I've been sitting with my horniness Man. at night, just being like, oh. like I would have just driven over and fucked yeah. and left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like it, sometimes it just becomes a convenience thing. It's just mutual masturbation. Sometimes you know. Yeah, which is okay. so fine. As long as you tell fun. people. That's the problem. Yeah. Comes when you don't tell people. Like I was speaking to a friend the other day. Mm-hmm. And she had like a um like a four five hour long date, like drinks and stuff, and they went back to yeah. hers and had sex, and then the guy yeah. like immediately left, like straight after, and she felt oh. awful, um, really bad about it. And I said, I said, like, speak to him, like. Tell, tell yeah. him that like you know you would have preferred if like he'd stayed over or whatever um and it turns out like a few days later it turns out that he left because he thought she didn't want him to stay over that was the vibe he got and he was like oh if you just said i'd have just stayed it's just like see how yeah. easier that would have been if you just spoke about it you know yeah we, we oh my really... god it just Go needs to be communicated because that yeah. those situations are quite confusing sometimes i yeah. had um Actually, one of the first guys that I slept with whilst I was out here in LA, we'd been Mm. chatting from field and um, we'd done a FaceTime prior and we were getting like really excited about all the stuff we were going to get up to. And when I got to his house, I was was very unsure of like, am I going to end up staying over? Mm. Because he lived all the way out in Long Beach and I'm in the valley. So that's a Mm. fucking long journey. But so I was kind of thinking, it might be better if I stayed over because it's it's long, really long to to go home. Um, So I think like almost immediately when I got there, I was like, hey, like, how do you feel about like me staying over or would you rather I didn't? Um, And he was just, oh, yeah, I assumed that you were going to stay over. Mm, And like, that was it. End of conversation. Wasn't awkward. Yeah. Um, And sometimes, yeah, it should be like that, you know. I mean, we talk about uh, we're both sex podcasters. So we're always talking about like the communication of sex. Like say what you like, say what you don't like, say when a position hurts, say what what position you want to be in. All that Just stuff. talk about it. Just talk about it. But what we don't talk about is like the logistics as well. People need to communicate logistics, like, you know, fucking protection beforehand. Are you going to wear a condom yeah. or not? Who's, who's comfortable with what? You know, who's staying this... where? How are you getting home? What time are you leaving? What time are you get? Yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I didn't talk about on Sunday the fact that I was just going to leave before. But I feel like it was kind of... <laughs> just kind a given. Yeah. I think it was just obvious. Um, but I probably should have had that conversation just before, just so yeah. it was just clear with both of us. Yeah. Well, um, you don't know, you don't know how your partner reacted to that, you know. They might be sad. They might be like, oh, they left straight after, and like maybe that means something. Or they might be yeah, relieved. They're like, oh, thank God she left straight after. You know, yeah, I have a feeling that he was more relieved. <laughs> but he sigh as soon as the door closed. <laughs> Did you hear him? <laughs> no but um i think when i said i was like oh yeah i should probably drive home soon um and he said something like oh yeah yeah the freeway will be really empty at this time (laughs) nice (laughs) that's good that's mutual yeah so but that was like after the sex so yeah that could have been quite offensive if i was just like yeah yeah okay so sex we've had sex twice now i'm just gonna go the movie's over and yeah 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 true (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so, so back to your back to your like, mm. uh, let's say promiscuous <laughs> days. Do you think you would? Yeah, your promiscuous past. Would you say anything to your younger self in that moment right now, or would you let them kind of get on with it and learn? <sighs> mm. <laughs> That's a really interesting one, isn't it? Mm. Like. Because I almost feel like I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't have gone through all of that. Yeah. So I I don't think I would tell myself not to go home with people because I think that was my process. But it is sad that I had to go through that. Mm. And I would hope that someone who is um, in my position, maybe someone else who is doing the same kind of thing I would say to them like it's time to really work on yourself you know Mm, it's time to find that confidence within yourself like why don't you love yourself why do you think that you need someone else's validation to make you feel attractive Mm. like why can't you make yourself feel attractive I also think that that comes with age as well yeah I think we all go through that and it's a really hard thing to like everyone's on their own journey with Mm self-acceptance And it has to be a natural path because I don't think that when anyone ever tells us things like, oh, yeah, go and work on yourself, go love yourself first, go love yourself before you go out and fuck all those people. They're just going to be like, bullshit. Like, how the fuck do I do that? Yeah. Or, you know, maybe they think the bar's lower, but maybe they think, yeah, I do love myself. I'm going to do this. And then five years later, they're like, oh, maybe I was fucking all those people to make myself feel better about myself. You know, you don't know at the moment. Yeah, yeah. You're right. When you put it like that, so, it makes it a stupid question. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do think that I needed to do all of that. And I learned things, you know, I got chlamydia. I had to yeah. get that sorted out. Got chlamydia up my bum. Wow. Because I nice. let someone unconsensually put his dick in my ass. You let someone unconsensually. It doesn't sound like you let them. <laughs> Someone put their dick in your ass. Someone put their dick in yeah, my ass. Okay. And gave you in that in situation. And I said, no, that hurts. Can you not oh, do okay. that? Oh no. Um, yeah. So, you know, all those like small things that happen yeah. um, taught me something about yeah. how to deal with sex today. I didn't even think that you could get an SCR up your bum at that point. Yeah. But there you, you go. definitely can. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> what's the yeah. what's the like method for getting rid of that? Is it the same? You just take the same antibiotic. Um, you take a stronger antibiotics. Oh, really? huh. So I had to take two lots of them because mm. I you know when you go to the SCI clinic and you're like, I someone told me that they had chlamydia that I slept with, they just mm. give you the antibiotics straight away. Yeah. But and then they do the tests. Right. So they did the tests. And then they, and then I got the results back that were positive and they were like, but it's also positive here. So, oh. so did now you, you have to take this. Bum, then? Yeah. Because, you know, oh. she was like, did you have any anal sex? Oh, right. And I was like, oh yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah we did. All oh, right. Damn. But they don't often, you know what? I don't think they've always asked me that no, question. Uh, yeah. I think it's really random that she did ask me that question that time. So yeah. I could have, imagine if she hadn't have asked that, I would yeah. never have known. And I would just have. I would just still have chlamydia on my bum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really bad. Really bad. I think maybe next time I go in, I'm just going to be like, yeah, I've had anal sex. So Yeah, just to get it checked. Yeah, because yeah, the last okay. time I had anal sex as well, the condom snapped. So. Oh, well, you might have it back up there. Yeah. You might fuck. have the return of chlamydia out your bum. 
At least it was consensual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the listeners, I uh, I normally pride myself on finding a really awkward joke to end on and just imagining the play that Florence <laughs> won't let me do that. Florence. I picked I picked you up on that. I was just like, wait, no, we can't end on anal sex and chlamydia up your bum. Okay. I'll do a nice fade into this. That's bit. not my most that's not my pride and joy story, actually. No. No. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, yeah, thank you for coming and talking to me. It really means a lot that you um yeah, resonate with some of the stuff that I say because I again I think a lot of people do. I think you don't have to be labeled like bang, you're a sex addict to um to have suffered with stuff like validation or pursuing sex for the wrong reasons or fucking the wrong yeah. people, fucking your ex for a bit longer than you should have, maybe. Uh fucking the friend of your ex, fucking someone Ooh. that you shouldn't, you know, your friend's boyfriend, yeah. all that stuff. You know, maybe just stop for a little second and think about why you're pursuing that you know yeah just having that little thought that little brainwave and maybe if I guess for us it's kind of been oh no actually you, you yours was like current for me it's like a recollect recollection of um how it used to be and I like <laughs> grew out of it naturally but yeah but I'm, through doing a fucking podcast about it I don't know if I would have if I if yeah I done come curious yeah, I mean, yeah, that is the benefit we have. We have probably like a hundred thousand hours worth of talking about sex, which most people don't yeah. have, I guess. Um yeah. so yeah. I mean, talking about it is always good. Therapy yeah. is great. Uh therapy is recommend. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. love my therapist. Is is that the point you'll let me end on? <laughs> therapy is amazing. Yeah, therapy is amazing. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.